And you can live in the day. Hello, Neela. Thank you for joining me today in this episode. It's great to have you on here. Hey, thank you, Rokas. It's nice to be with you again. So I would like to begin this episode by asking you, why do people engage in self-sabotage? From my understanding, the definition of the word, I would answer that by saying people, they learn that they're only this type of like person uh, with no belief that they can actually get out of that state of mind by like self-reflection. And um, of course, I know there's a lot of people that have, have had trauma and that's just how they, how they learn. Most of it, I think, has to do with the fact that there's not a lot of uh, self-reflection in people's lives on a daily basis. They, I believe people need to understand that they can change no matter what the age they are. If they feel they're not good enough, you know, that they are good enough. They just need to put a little bit of effort into uh, changing your, your, your mind. It's so, been my experience. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, so more specifically, how can they change their mind? Okay. Uh, well, as I said, I've watched a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people just like I've, I've previously mentioned that they only believe they're, they're this sort of person. They only believe they're this. How can they change? Uh, they have to, like I said, be able to self-reflect. If they're, if they're um, depressed and, and bummed out, um, yes, I know that that stemmed from something, but if they want to do more, they have to want to do it. They have to want to change. Uh, so it, it takes a lot of self-effort. Um, it really does. And as you know, Rajan and I were, were monks, there comes a time where you just have to say, okay, like, I have to change, like, this isn't me. And there's a belief that has to take place, I think that that nobody can, can tell you except you, you have to come upon it yourself, basically. So I would say self reflection, uh, a lot of um, meditation is, is a good way too because that that forces you to go look back in on your mind and kind of see you know like what's going on there um you can do a lot of like like writing like kind of like writing it out like writing out your situation and i know that that helps a lot of people when they can see it like on a piece of paper like physically instead of it just like going around and around in their head it kind of brings brings the emotion out of, of that sort of uh, thought and, and, and feeling. You can do good for other people. You know, always. Um, our our my guru said, you know, you should get your happiness by making other people happy. So, if you focus on doing good things for people, you'll notice you'll have a slight shift in your mind. Like, oh, like I can be more positive. Uh, it's, it's more of a physical thing that you can do. Go. So self-reflection, writing it out in meditation. Mm-hmm. And, and doing good for, for people. Like, doing like good doing for people. Deeds. Yeah. I would say that would be like a, a big one. So is that for overcoming self-sabotage? Is that for overcoming self-sabotage? Um, Yes, I think so. 
Yeah, and like I said, you have to want to do it. I think that's part of it too. Where do you I, think I, it stems from, though? The self sabotage. Uh, well, so you said before I, trauma. Is there anything else you done? I've seen quite a bit, not quite a bit, but I've I've seen a lot of it through like like trauma. Um, you know, whatever the trauma was, they're kind of caught in that, like most of their life, believing that, you know, they can't do this. And if they do do this, you know, like this sort of something is going to happen to them. So trauma, I think trauma is, is a big one. Um, I'm not sure how else, except for maybe like childhood learning, maybe like being bullied at school and it not being appropriately dealt with until you're you know, an, an older person, all that stuff goes into your mind. It goes into your, your brain and it, 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 it manifests in a, in a way that you become like that person, basically, unless you step out of it. So, so for yeah. things that happened in your younger years, you weren't prepared to deal with them at the time. Mm -hmm. So they were categorized in your brain in, in a jumbled way. Yeah. And you're saying now at this, like at where you are now through the process of self-reflection mm -hmm. and meditation and writing it out and helping other people, or maybe I'm not sure if that's also linked to it. Um, you'll be able to work on overcoming that trauma as well. Well, again, I'm, I'm not a doctor and I don't have a lot of experience with um, trauma. So that's kind of hard for okay. me to answer. Uh, yeah. um, but I, I think um, just from my own experience, uh, you know, being a skateboarder, um, there was a certain amount of, uh, when I was younger, in, in the 80s, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it was frowned upon, you know, we would, uh, be chased down, you know, and beat up and, and all that stuff. So all those things go into your life, you know, whether you know it or not, it kind of makes you who you are. You know, if you're told you're worthless your whole life, you know, at some point you're going to start believing it. But that only came from like a situation. It's not really who you are. I don't know if I'm answering that question correctly. I'm trying to it's okay. just speak your thoughts. Yeah, I think, I think basically, yeah, like a lot of self-sabotaging does come from, from trauma. Um, and I guess trauma could be in varying degrees, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, like being beat up as a, as a child or, you know, anything else of that nature. It could be, I guess what you could say is uh, pretty much everybody goes through some sort of trauma, I would think, because just being chased down, beaten up as, you know, a little kid when we're skateboarders, that was kind of a form of, of trauma too, although it's not to the degree of what most people think trauma might be. So I guess what I'm saying is basically everybody has some sort of trauma to, to a varying degree, from what I understand. Again, like I don't have a lot of experience in the intellectual field, uh, I'm just going by my simple daily life and how I lived. Okay, so going back to 
meditation, mm -hmm. during the meditation, how are you meant to meditate if you're trying to overcome self-sabotage or trauma? Like, what is the process? I think we've talked about this on other other podcasts too but so for the, the monk it was different for a, for a, a lay person i would say it would just be trying to, to calm the mind and and knowing when you start to meditate you're going to have all sorts of thoughts coming in your mind but the more you meditate the more you can see that those are just like, like thoughts um and it's, they don't pertain to like the real you like who you really are um, so the more you meditate, the more you become detached from those sorts of thoughts. And you can see that, oh, I really am not that person. Like I can do this and I can do that. You, you, you learn how to just let the thoughts and feelings not go away, but just like tend to them at a different time, so to speak. I don't know if there's a real process rather than just uh, being able to breathe and um, calm yourself and, and, and observe your thoughts. Being observant is, is one of the, the main things, actually. You have to observe it before you can do anything about it. And just knowing that the thinking process is, is okay, like that, that's part of the meditating. I don't, I don't really have a system for, for that. Uh, so... <laughs> Okay, and I think anger will tie into this as well. So let's say in your case, how did you overcome your anger? I know you were you had like a certain time period after you left the monastery where you had some anger inside you. So how yeah. did you deal with that? Yeah, um, very very carefully. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a subtle thing. Um, I think it, it wasn't like I was throwing plates and everything, but you know, it, it just, it would, it would boil out in like frustrations with people and like situations and being, um, having like no patience for certain situations. Uh, so I, I realized myself like that was happening. And I'm, you know, I'm still dealing with, with it today. It's getting a lot better. Um, but I, I realized it was happening. And sometimes it takes a second person to say, hey, you know, like, like what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but I, I, I catch myself is, is, is what happens. Um, like I can feel like agitation start. And then I'm like, okay, wait a second. Like, where is that coming from? Um, like, what is that person doing to me that's making me do this? And I don't have to react to this situation. And that's, I think, where the self-reflection um, come, comes in, is people think they need to react to uh, things. And I think reactions go both ways, and they keep going back and forth and back and forth, right? And that's how things escalate, like anger, frustrations, uh, but if you take it upon yourself and be like, no, you know what? I can solve this. I, I don't have to do this. I can just let it go. I always use the, uh, the example of like me in traffic, you know, sometimes it's frustrating and I don't know how it is like where you are, but you know, sometimes traffic can be a pain in the ass and, and, and 
you know, there's also not so many nice people out there. There's people that are like reacting and that's all they do is react and get angry. But my resolution process happened when I started to realize that I didn't have to be that way. And I really didn't like that person that I was like becoming. So I, I worked on it. Every time I thought I would get a little bit agitated, I would, I would literally like take a step back in my mind and say, hey, you know, you, you can't do this. Of course, nobody's perfect. It, it, it takes a while. And, you know, and of course I'm, I'm still dealing with stuff like that, but, but not as much. And then that's the thing, like it, it's, a, it's a very slow process because stuff like that takes time to go in, it's gonna take time to, to come out. So that's kind of how I dealt with it. I know everybody's different, you know? Um, you could take long walks, you could do something more physical, get more exercise to like release those, those energies. Um, but that's how I did it. I, I just caught myself every time and, and realized that I didn't have to be like that person. Like I want to be who I am. So I, I stopped myself. So it, it, it is a process, you know, it could take, it could take the rest of your life, but as long as you work on it, it it'll get better. So from observation, it seems a lot of people are indulging in short-term gratifying behavior through a lot of things, whether that comes to fast food and even things like, I think everything adds up and you end up also just being reactionary to everything without observing the long-term uh, consequences of that because for for what you were just saying now in terms of observing your behavior mm -hmm. things like meditation require delaying that short-term gratitude it's like voluntary suffering uh for a long-term i'm not sure if long-term reward is the right phrasing but you're delaying things you could be doing now for the sake of sitting still and focusing on your breath mm -hmm. and things like healthy eating that's not indulging in that short-term gratification of fast food and all of that yeah adds up to Am I, I think I'm repeating myself now, but um, mm -hmm. those reactionary behaviors of a lot of people, I think, come from that social norm of indulging just in, yeah, short-term gratifying behavior. Do you have anything to say on that? I know that was very long-winded. No, I, I understand what you mean, but, but yeah, um, I, think, I think society teaches us that. And I think, you know... For, like I was trying to say, like when you're very young, like stuff goes into your mind, right? Like when you're young, I'm just using an example, uh, you know, like if you're young, like your parents reward you with like candy when you do good and they put you in a room when you're bad mm -hmm. without any explanation about, oh, well, why am I in my room? Like 
a lot of parents just, you know, they'll spank you and say, you know, go to your room. And the kid's like, well, what, what happened? You know, there, there's no, there's no thinking process. It's, it's all reactionary. So I think, you know, we, we grow up with that. Uh, and when you get older, the, the desires, like the self-gratifying, like you were saying, they just, they, they turn, they, they're, they're, they're different. Um, you know, like alcohol, you know, some people smoke weed, you know, some people get addicted to drugs. And I think they're, they're, you, and I said it earlier, it's, I don't, I don't know how to say it even stronger, but like people really want to have to change in order for stuff like that to change. Otherwise, you're not going to change. You're just going to take like, I'm going to give you these examples. I'm, I'm again, I'm not by any means a, uh, a, uh, a doctor or, or anything, but so I, I know a couple of people who one is a heroin addict and one is, and a couple are alcoholics, right? So they used the drugs for a time, you know, for self-gratification and soothing. Um, but society says it wasn't okay, right? So they go through programs, they get help. Then when they get out, they use other self-gratifying things like fast food, sweets, cigarettes. Uh, the, the, the people who I know who are addicts, they, they, they chain smoke constantly. So they're replacing one thing for another. They, they, they probably could quit smoking if they wanted to. See, there has to be like this, this need, like this want to do it. So I think we're all, we all uh, do like self-gratification. You know, like if you had a long week at work or whatever, you go out, get a couple of beers, hang out, relax, you know. So I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se, as long as it's done in context to like a healthy lifestyle. Uh, if, if that makes sense. Um, but then in terms of healthy lifestyle, I think that's part of why some addicts indulge in the behaviors they do because they don't have a healthy lifestyle. It's like yeah. an addiction fills a void you have inside you. Absolutely. From something, I think, essential to our subconscious, like, for our well-being subconsciously mm -hmm. something is missing and you feel that yeah with that addiction mm -hmm. yeah yeah and again like um having desires and you know treating yourself is fine um but i think in society today we're taught to do this to like excess uh and I think that's kind of what, what you're saying about self-gratifying, self right? Like, like there's an excess and it, it seems to, it needs to be put back into balance somehow. And that's where the healthy lifestyle comes in. Uh, right. Off the top of your head, what kind of things make a healthy lifestyle? And <laughs> the, 
for a person's like well-being what kind of things do they need in their life um being outside in nature is a big one whether you're just walking around um if you're inclined uh you know take up a sport uh even just um like planting plants get your hands and feet like in contact with the soil uh breathe fresh air uh take on a hobby like I, I I would turn I do I turn wooden bowls so that's like a that's like a creative outlet using energy that I would normally use well not normally use but uh you know I could either go to the bar drink a lot and come home and like fall asleep or I could put a piece of wood on a, on a lathe and like turn a beautiful bowl you know it's like shifting that energy so I would say finding hobbies that that are um creative are good um that that's what i've found for me is either hobbies or just being outside uh, walking or skateboarding or just being where nature is, is is a good thing those are the things i can think of you know any hobby you could be writing you could be you know video editing i don't know anything that that you're into would, would be able to channel those energies somewhere else. And as monks, we, we had to learn to do that. And this directly, directly related to our minds too. Um, one of the big ones there was like, uh, like having like, like sexual fantasies, right? Like it's okay to like admire other, other women or whatever, uh, or women or men, you know, uh, just saying, this is just an example. Uh, but for the monk, for us, we were supposed to be focused on God. So instead of having those energies directly focused on, like, say, like sexual fantasies, we were taught to say, okay, like, I, I see this is coming. Like, what, what can I do with this? Like, this is a creative process, right? So then that's when you would turn to say, like, wood turning or woodworking or going for a bike ride, um, channeling that energy in, in a different direction. I guess that's, that's the main takeaway is channeling that energy and, and knowing that you can do it. And like when it's like starting to happen, <laughs> knowing that, okay, like I can feel this coming on, whatever it is, and just going in a different direction with it, take a run whatever okay so that's a more physical aspect okay more physical way of dealing with it i think yeah are there are there other ways like emotionally let's say as a young man you want mm -hmm. to belong i think could be probably a good way for isn't it you want a sense of camaraderie between you and like someone else or some other people mm -hmm. and that seems to be lacking in our age for people so mm -hmm. that's like a sort of void there as well like no nowhere for you to belong to so yeah <laughs> how would you deal with that as well yeah uh that's a tough one um <laughs> uh 
give me a moment to think about that. Um, so you're, so you're, you're in your experience, you're saying that there's a lot of people in this world today that just want to belong to say like, like a certain group of people or like, or I have just like, wish they could have like close friends that they can rely on. Like, camaraderie i'm not sure of a different word for it no camaraderie like a group or yeah or a sense of camaraderie where you yeah. know like you do anything for another person and you know they'd like do anything mm -hmm. for you as well in a good sense yeah yeah um yeah and it's hard these days too because there's a lot of a lot of judgment uh <laughs> I've, I've noticed over the past several years um so if you're in that position i i or anybody, I, I can imagine it's um, it's, it's difficult. Uh, one thing I would I would say is I'm because I'm alone most of the time too, except for my wife. You know, I don't really have any friends basically that hang out here. Um, maybe one or two. Um, but one thing that I've I've seen people do is you know like join like a um, like a little workshop or something of anything that you're, you may be interested in, you know, uh, you don't necessarily, when you go to those, you don't necessarily have to be like, like shake everybody's hand and be like, Hey, how's it going? But, you know, just like observe and just see what happens and maybe say hi to a couple of people and, um, see where that, that leads. Um, another thing too, is that it's, um, I know this is hard to say cause I have a, I have a, a relative that's that's going through a like deep depression it's it's okay to be alone um, and i know people want that camaraderie and that love but it's also okay it really is okay to be like alone like you have to find joy in yourself and be comfortable with yourself i think and that, and that's very very hard for people to do uh, because of i think this comes back to the topic like self-loathing like oh i'm not good enough like nobody wants to hang out with me. Like, why do I suck so bad? You know, I wish I was better looking. I'll, you know, whatever. I, I, I kind of heard it from my my relative for quite a while now, and I, it's it, it's hard to do anything about that because you don't want to step on their toes. <laughs> um, but I would I would maybe just give those couple suggestions. Like find find a group in a group setting that you can with something you're interested in um and also just realize that it you know everybody has the right to do what you know they want and be who they want to be and it's it, it's okay to be alone and you know maybe it's maybe it's for a reason and maybe it's the fact i don't know what it would be but you know sure reasons are many but you know, relying on, on yourself to be more like, like stronger, stronger person. Say, you know, I really don't need like their approval to be like a happy person. And I think we, as a, as a monastic, we dealt a lot with that because we were alone quite a bit. So we had to really be okay with ourselves and be comfortable just being alone. I'm not sure that helps. I know, I know that the point you're getting at, like everybody wants to have camaraderie and it's a great feeling um and, and i think you're saying that a lot of people aren't finding that these days is that yeah yeah um 
those would be just a couple suggestions. And again, I was so used to being alone for a long time uh, that I just was like, okay, this is just kind of how it is. <laughs> um, but different people react differently to those uh, situations. Um, so unfortunately, I don't think my answer is one that you were looking for. <laughs> so in essence, become a person you would want to hang out with because in order to be alone with yourself, you'd want yeah, to, would, you yeah. to want to yeah, be someone who would be interesting to be with. So well, yeah, yeah, you could be alone with yourself. I don't know. Change yourself, you know, just be yourself and be like, hey, this is me. You know, this is what I'm into. And uh, how's it going? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, at the start of it, you mentioned judgment. Could you go into that? Oh, judgment? That people, a lot of people judge these days. There's something think, along these lines, those lines. I, I, yeah, I think we're seeing a lot of that just in like the, the, the media and um, all the movements that are coming about these, these days. Um, and it's, you know, I think it's probably a, I think it's kind of like a, a two-edged sword because it's it's opening if people are judging other people there's going to be another group that's like no like what are you doing so i think it's opening a lot of people's eyes to um different aspects of life that they have to accept <laughs> you know and, and learn from and uh, trying to think of a good example Again, because I don't have a lot of experience, you know, this is, well, okay. So this is an example. Um, and because I'm an older gentleman, we didn't have to grow up with these terms in our head. So there's a, there's a person that likes to use the, the, uh, the, 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 the pronouns they, them. They were born male, but they don't identify with that. And in the beginning, I was a little defensive. I was like, well, okay, well, what if I accidentally call him or her? You know, why are they going to get mad at me? Uh, so that was me being like judgmental, right? Like not understanding like, hey, like this is how they choose to live and it's cool. It totally is cool. And I've, I've learned because my wife would get upset at me when I tried to explain to her like my point of view. And she's like, well, no, you have to understand how they're living and like what's, you know, like how they want to be treated. And I was like, well, I understand that. But obviously I didn't fully understand it because I was having a, like, a, like a judgmental reaction to it. And I slowly realized like, oh yeah, it's okay, man. Like, don't be so like aggressive with your stance on this. Like, like everybody these to be treated like equally, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter who they are or, or anything. Um, that's just like from, from, that's just a little blip from like my life about being judgmental. Um, and I, I realized I didn't try to, it just kind of came out. So I think a lot of people don't try to be judgmental. They just learned it a, a different way. And I think, and that opened my eyes, right? Like that made me learn in a good way like okay like i'm more compassionate even though i didn't have a issue before i just it was like the like the terms i couldn't get in my head like okay like is this are these people going to be mad if i accidentally use this word instead of this word like and i got defensive about it but 
I, I learned to be more compassionate about that. It's not, it's not about me, you know, <laughs> and everybody needs to feel safe and secure and be treated equally. And I, um, I think, I guess what I'm saying is I think on like a global scale, that's what's happening, you know, with all these movements. And of course there's going to be tension, but it's good that everything is like coming out in the open. So like, I don't even know the correct terminology, um, but say like, uh, you know, like, like all the different groups that are out there these days, like Black Lives Matter, you know, and everything, it's, it's opening people's eyes to these sorts of things. Whereas before things were just like, it's just like how people live. But I think now rather than people being judgmental they're starting to like learn like oh okay like everybody is equal <laughs> you know <laughs> everybody does have a say on this or we all like live in this together and does that does that answer the the judgment question i was trying to give a, a, a personal example I guess of, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah were you looking for something else no that's fine i'll go back to when you mentioned wanting to change mm -hmm. because I think consciously you could want to change, mm -hmm. but subconsciously, mm -hmm. I can, I guess, yeah, this does go back to self-sabotage because consciously you might want to change, but subconsciously you might be sabotaging yourself to stop yourself from changing. Yeah. I think that happens to some people. So actually, I think we've covered that then, right? That subconsciously, like maybe you, you're sabotaging yourself because of past trauma. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else like that we haven't covered, you think, that could stop you if you consciously want to change, but you're subconsciously sabotaging yourself? Is there anything else that could be stopping you from changing yourself? I would say uh, just like general society couldn't be stopping you. Um, you know, knowing that you have to be a certain way in a certain, you know, say like profession, that would be one, I would say like, you know, there's like office culture, I guess, um, you know, so if you're, if you're constantly being told like in an office setting or whatever that, well, it's, it's, just, it's the same thing, I suppose. Um, it's the same thing as um, like your personal life. I think, on a social level that that can stop people from changing definitely um uh like being afraid of what their peers are going to say even though they don't think like this is the right way to do things but by the by their peers like this is just how we do it so we're going to do it this way sort of thing um, so that that could that could be part of it too and like family that could be part of it too um, I know you know just from the Indian culture there's there's a lot of that um, from young children a lot of Indian kids are taught like they are going to do this and they are going to do this like the rest of their life and they are going to marry this you know into this family and that's a lot of pressure you know especially if it's coming directly from your family the people who you trust and love they're telling you this, but you don't feel that way. And that, that, that could be a form of uh, stopping people from changing and, and like being who, who they want is in um, 
that that type of in that type of culture. I think it's changing in India where it's not necessarily generally accepted anymore, but I think there's still a little bit of that. Uh, I'm just trying to cite an example that I, I believe that would be, you know, family would be would be one force that could stop you from changing. Especially if you have a lot of love in your family, you know, and you care and your parents care or step parents, whomever. Yeah, these are people you trust and love and they're telling you something. <laughs> yeah, so that would be the other things I could think of is like yourself, society, and uh, family are like the three things that would kind of stop you from changing and self-sabotaging. Um, <clears throat> I think that's all for my questions. I'd like to end by, so the listener knows I would like to ask you, what is Salty Monk? Salty Monk, yes. Well, Salty Monk is a, uh, I will be starting a, a meditation meditation classes um, and probably do some workshops with local uh, yoga studios. Um, it's just basically how I will be presenting the things that I've learned from my time in the monastery. Um, and I, I know there's a lot of groups out there that teach a lot of like this deep, really intellectual like process and meditation. But I'm my my main goal with Salty Monk is to is to illustrate how simple meditation can be and is, and how simple how simple changes in your life can make you be a better person um, and make you have wonderful meditations uh, and this is all based on um, my guru Shivaya Subramunya Swami who I was ordained by uh, in 1997 who, who taught by very simple means and it, he really instilled that in us at the time and Salty Monk is just my way of saying, hey, you know, I was a monk and I was a monk for 20 years, but I, I'm still salty, as we've talked about, and it's it it it's a constant process, and it's okay to be salty, and it's it's okay to to fail at stuff sometimes, because um, I was a monk and I'm not anymore, and it's 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 hard. It's, it's hard to take that stuff and apply it to, uh, I'll say, outside life. So I can be salty sometimes. And like I said, uh, it's just a way of saying like, hey, nobody's perfect, not even mocks. Um, and it's, I think it illustrates too, um, I use salty because we lived on the island of Kauai in Hawaii. And there's beautiful salty oceans out there and nice, nice salt air. Uh, so it kind of re reflects uh, that too, you know, just like the being in the warm tropics, all the salty air and the, the water. Um, and then, yeah, just monk is who I was. I know some people consider me like I'm still like a monk, but I don't, I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's just, a, it's a, it's a, a little thing I'm starting to try to kind of brighten people's lives hopefully 
and I, I hope I get a little more eloquent at speaking. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's that's Salty Monk. And, Will there be online any sort of online courses? Uh, that is yet to be seen. I'm gonna do uh, probably a free introduction to myself with like a question and answer sort of thing um, at first. And then I do have some classes developed, um, but we're gonna kind of wait to see what the interest is. Um, and uh, I, I do have a, uh, an invite to go talk to a, a college too <laughs> at some point here. Um, and then I, I do have a couple invites to do, like I said, workshops at yoga studios around around the area here. So, um, and if anybody's interested, uh, you know, they're more than welcome to direct message me. And, you know, you can give them my info if you want to. Um, I have an email address too, which if anybody's interested, they can email me. Say it and I'll write in the show notes. Okay. It's, uh, I have to look at it because it's a little bit different here. Um, one second. It is... Uh, it's salty monk at protonmail.com. So salty monk is, is all lowercase and there's two S's. So it's S S A L T Y M O N K at protonmail.com. And uh, yeah, and anybody's welcome to get in touch with me happy to answer some questions and I'll, I'll we'll let everybody know when those classes or that first introduction class comes out and uh we might do private sessions too by zoom um we'll see we'll see what the interest is so awesome thank you for your time nila <laughs> hey thank you thank so you. much for your time i really appreciate it man <laughs> wish you all the best yeah thank you